0: To favorite allies, we got snacks and supplies. It's time to leave this town, it's time to steal away. Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA. Let's go get lost, let's go get lost. Hello, oh, fellow Powder down down Hounds, down down and welcome down. to the Powder Hounds Podcast, a ski trivia podcast. I'm your host. Jeff Shaw. You can also find me on Twitter at PowderhoundSkis. That's also the place to find links to new for 2022, read, listen, and watch recommendations, and bonus ski trivia games. That's right, new for 2022. You can also email me, PowderhoundSkiTrivia at gmail.com for comments, questions, or corrections. All right, let's get to it. Back in October, I had a grand early season ski plan. An 11-day, mid-December, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire road trip was booked. I shared the tentative ski itinerary with ski friends looking forward to connecting before the holidays. I was stoked. Now, having grown up in the Northeast, I am all too familiar with the volatile nature of early season skiing. Fast, limited, scratchy. By the time departure day arrived, well, the forecast was exactly that. The Jay Peak snow report said it all in just one word. Gross. (laughs) High 40s temperatures, the beige landscape pummeled by rain, melting, and fog. Yeah, gross. The extended forecast was not any better. I revised the plan. A shortened hop around Maine and New Hampshire avoided the quote-unquote gross in Vermont, but was destined to meet some version of quote-unquote yuck. For an East Coast skier, yuck is usually good enough. The main loop included Sugarloaf and Saddleback, where unexpectedly empty chairlift rides eased the pain of not-yet-open glade skiing. The ludicrous speed top-to-bottom laps forced the return of, well, quick turn muscle memory. I rolled into New Hampshire along with six inches of the fluffy stuff. Timing really is everything. The unexpected joy of an early season powder day was felt all morning by everyone. It's funny, most counterparts out west will hit snooze for six inches of new snow, whereas my alarm was set for 5am to make sure I caught first chair. The next day at Cannon, I cruised unexpectedly empty slopes all day, like no one was in my line of sight on any run off the Cannonball Quad. This was quite incredible, considering Cannon received the same snowfall the previous day, had been promoting the most open terrain in New Hampshire, and actually sold out of day lift tickets the day before my visit. Waterville Valley was next, where, to my wandering eyes, did appear, around 10.30 a.m., mind you, a groomer refreshing the upper mountain trails. Following an early lunch, I actually caught a line of fresh corduroy all the way down Old Tecumseh. I'm still grinning, thinking about those unexpected first tracks at 11.45. (laughs) All of this is to say, East Coast skiing has its fair share of surprises, especially early season. More to the point, my experience exceeded expectations. I left those ski areas satisfied, smiling, and eager to return. Hopefully, the rebooked Vermont road trip leg will be fluffy and white. And even if it's not, I'm eager to find out what ski area surprises await. Until then, sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding. Powderhounds. Moving on to our first familiar segment, Tips Up, your read, watch, and listen recommendations. First up, a read recommendation. This is an article from the Conway Daily Sun entitled Gone But Not Forgotten, The 80th Anniversary of the Ski-Mobile Lift. Now, this is from December 14, 2018, so three years old, but certainly episode-specific and fascinating the article went into extensive detail about one of the coolest chair lifts ever built. And it was right up the road in Cranmore. Now I had heard of the Ski-Mobile lift, but never saw in action. Fortunately, there is plenty of videos on the internet that show, <laughs> that show it in action. If you're not familiar with this lift, it was essentially like riding the, like a carnival teacup ride up the mountain. Um, I'm actually going to get into it in some more detail as we go through the episode, but suffice to say, if you've never heard or seen it, take a minute and search ski mobile lift and watch one of the one or two of the homemade videos to see it in action. If you're in need of a watch recommendation, I would highly recommend checking out the Ultimate Run by and featured Marcus Eder, which dropped November 3rd, 2021. Now this is a 10-minute video and the subtitle says it all. The most insane ski run ever imagined. The route is just mind-blowing. The cinematography, the camera angles, the sheer ability, the freestyle ability and creativity of Marcus and his team. One thing that stood out for me was that there were so many fresh snow shots where Marcus would ski through just untracked powder, fresh snow, that there really was that only one shot. So hats off to him for that quick decision-making and handling the pressure of knowing that you probably only have one shot at this shot. And finally, a listen recommendation. This would be a podcast from the Dirtbag Diaries, one of the oldest podcasts in existence, to my knowledge. They did a holiday-themed Best Gift mini-series. Now, perhaps a little nostalgic, considering the holidays were about a week ago. But nonetheless, creative ways to give gifts that last a lifetime. Examples of giving the gift of time, or maybe a map symbolizing an upcoming adventure that you're going to book for someone you care about. Old bikes, connecting generations, being repurposed, and just really thoughtful acts that will stay with you and the person you give the gift to beyond the holidays. Each episode is less than 10 minutes, uh, or 10 minutes or less, so why not, right? Moving on to our main segment, the featured ski area, Cranmore Mountain. Harvey Dow Gibson grew up in North Conway. When his daughter spent a vacation in nearby Jackson, New Hampshire, learning to ski in the Carol Reed Ski School, he was inspired to develop a ski area of his own. He chose his hometown, Cranmore Mountain, then called Lookout Mountain. his ski area and convinced carol reed to sell his interest in the eastern slope ski school in the fall of 1938 harvey gibson's new ski resort opened in the winter of 1937 to 1938 with a rope tow through Reed's ski school gibson met benno Rybitska of the highly respected hans schneider ski school in austria at the time the few ski areas in new england had narrow twisting trails Gibson created wide swaths of open terrain, suggestive of the alpine landscapes of Austria. On December 27, 1938, George Morton's infamous ski-mobile, a sit-down style lift, opened. It featured 60 cars that ascended a wooden trestle to the mountain's midpoint, pulled by a cable under the track. At the time, such a lift was cutting-edge technology and was one of only three lifts in the state that allowed riders to be seated. Fueled by the popularity of the lift, as well as Hans Schneider's insistence, an upper trestle that reached the summit was constructed in 1939. Hans Schneider had built a renowned ski school in St. Anton, Austria in the 1920s, and founded the annual Arlberg-Kandahar slalom and downhill races. His appearance in mountain films of Arnold Fanek, such as White Ecstasy, made him a sports star. Schneider came to North Conway to teach at Cranmore in February 1939. He taught the crouched Alberg technique, which combined speed and control. With Schneider's international recognition and his years of experience, Cranmore was propelled to the top of the growing industry. The Conway Scenic Railroad brought the masses by the thousands. Schneider traveled extensively, consulting with other developing ski resorts, and on occasion to wartime Washington to consult on the concept of mountain and ski troops that would later become the 10th Mountain Division. Now that was the early history of Cranmore Mountain. Let's fast forward to modern day, and let's start with the mountain profile. Opened 1937, 85 years. Vertical drop, 1,200 feet. Summit elevation, 2,380 feet. Skiable acres, 170. Average snowfall, 150 inches. West-facing exposure trails, 56. There are 16 greens, 25 blues, 15 blacks, and the longest trail is one mile. Lifts. We're actually going to put a lift hold on this because... It's, well, we're going to come back to it in the trivia game. Snowmaking, 100%. Terrain parks for uphill policy requires a valid lift ticket or season pass. Projected closing, March 26th, 2022, or 128 projected opening days. That's your ski area. Current ownership, in June 2010, the resort was sold to Brian Fairbank, Tyler Fairbank, and Joseph O'Donnell operators of the Jiminy Peak ski area in Massachusetts. Now you might be wondering, what is it gonna cost me to ski this mountain? I'll tell you. A lift ticket for an adult, $99, and that's at the window, or $89 for four hours. There's also a Ski New Hampshire deal that's still online as of this recording, $75 with no blackout dates and is fully transferable. As for season passes, there are a number of options. <laughs> I'm going to try to go through them quickly. There's the Cranmore Happy Trails Pass, which starts at $689 with 50% off lift tickets at Bromley, Vermont and Jiminy Peak, Massachusetts, both owned by the Fairbanks, as well as Wachusett's in Massachusetts. There's the White Mountain Super Pass of which Cranmore is included. That's $1,359, no blackout dates, but does get you access to Cannon, Bretton Woods and Waterville Valley. There's also the New Hampshire College Pass starting at 379, unlimited skiing and riding, no blackout dates at Cranmore, Gunstock, Waterville, and Cannon. There's the Sun and Snow Pass for $679. Get you access to Bretton Woods as well. Valid at both mountains, no Saturdays with holiday blackout dates. So that's how the Sun and Snow Pass works. There's also a Midweek Pass, $499 or $299 for locals. Unlimited access to Cranmore, any non-holiday, Monday through Friday. And then the Sunday Student Pass, $149 valid every non-holiday Sunday. So a lot of options for Cranmore skiers and riders. Now the modern take on Cranmore is this. Cranmore is a classic. Located in iconic North Conway, the capital of New Hampshire skiing, Cranmore has been in operation for more than 85 years. Winter program offerings include night skiing, snow tubing, terrain parks, ski and snowboard lessons, as well as community and youth race leagues. In summer, activities at the resort include a zipline course, alpine roller coasters, scenic chairlift rides, and a bike park. It is a family-friendly destination, due largely to its wide variety of terrain, size, family-oriented events, and location in North Conway. As one Lyft acquaintance put it, quote, You don't come to Cranmore to get scared. You come to have fun. After more than eight consecutive decades of operation, Cranmore continues to pay homage to its rich history and contribution to the growth of the ski industry in the United States. There are many statues, plaques, and trail signs that promote the area's history, heritage, and impact on the ski industry. With that, it's time to move on to the trivia game! Today we have 11 questions about Cranmore Mountain. Like always, I will go through and read all the questions once, and then go back through revealing each answer as we read each question. Ready? Let's do it. Question number one, a history theme. In 1940, Cranmore became the first ski destination to do what? A, make snow, B, groom trails, C, host ski jumping competitions, or D, offer lessons. Question number two, also history-themed. As part of Cranmore's 50th anniversary, a bronze statue was unveiled at the base area. What is the statue? This is a fill in the blank. Question number three, also history-themed. Located on the summit, between the Lookout Triple and ski mobile Quad is a bronze plaque of a notable person who had an enormous impact on the ski area. Who is it? Number four, a bronze plaque, you guessed it, still history theme here. A bronze plaque set within a tall rock recognizing another important person to the ski area can be found mid-mountain. On what trail is the plaque located? Is it A, Upper Tommy's Trail, B, Gibson Shoots, C, Jimmy's Run, D, Schneider, or E, Zip Trail? Number five. To commemorate the ski area's 80th anniversary, what iconic ski area object was restored and unveiled? Yes, these are fill-in-the-blanks new theme trail map trivia question number six not bronze but animal artwork signage can be found on beginner's luck a green circle what is the significance is it a the ski school meetup location b a mountain tour meetup location c a local artist submission contest d a kids' art submission contest, or E, none of the above. Question number seven, also trail map themed. Cranmore, like many ski areas, uses directional names for many ski trails. What direction is not among them? Is it A, north, B, south, C, east, or D, west? Question number eight. Also, trail map themed. (laughs) How many chairlifts does Cranmore have? A, 7, B, 8, C, 9, or D, all of the above. Question number nine. New theme, events, and activities. The 10-week Meisters Wednesday race series has been a staple of Cranmore's cultural fabric since it first premiered in 1972. That's right, 50 years ago. What was the race originally called? A. Carve the Cord B. Local Yokel C. Peak Plunge or D. Powderhound Hunt Question number 10, also event and activity themed. Each year in February, Cranmore Place hosts to more than 100 local veterans, service members, and their families for a day of skiing, snowboarding, and tubing. The event, in partnership with the nonprofit Homebase, is free of charge and includes lift tickets, rentals, and lessons. Private Gatsby, a staple at the event, has been the event mascot. Who is Private Gatsby? A, a dog, B, a horse, C, a robot, or D, a person? And finally, question number 11. Back to a trail map themed trivia question. What animal is Cranmore's logo? A, a bear, B, an eagle, C, a penguin, or D, a rabbit? All right, those were your 11 trivia questions about Cranmore Mountain. Let's go through the answers. Question number one In 1940, Cranmore became the first ski destination to do what? Make snow, groom trails, host ski jumping competitions, or offer lessons? That would be B, groom trails. Quote unquote, they heavily groomed trails, which was something new at the time. Question number two. As part of Cranmore's 50th anniversary, a bronze statue was unveiled at the base area. What is the statue? That would be a statue of Hans Schneider. Of course. Yes, the statue reads, The father of modern skiing and founder of the world's first ski school, St. Anton, in Austria, 1907. Also, it says, Director Hans Schneider Ski School at Mount Cranmore, 1939 to 1955. The sculptor was Edward Matterson. Question number three. Located on the summit between the Lookout Triple and Ski Mobile Quad is a bronze plaque of a notable person who had an enormous impact on the ski area. Who is it? That would be Herbert Zip Schneider. Yes, Hans's son. Yeah, Zip was a lifelong snow sports ambassador, coach, and mentor. The plaque at the summit reads, quote, Herbert believed that everyone should have the opportunity to ski, from training his fellow soldiers of the 10th Mountain Division for World War II to teaching future Olympians and instructors on the slopes at Cranmore. His generous dedication to the sport has left an indelible mark on the ski and travel industry the world over. I also learned through additional research he was awarded the Bronze Star Medal for Action in Italy in 1945. After the war, Herbert taught skiing uh, for his father's ski school and took it over following his father's death in 1955. And together with partners, he purchased the ski area from Mrs. Helen Gibson in 1963, the wife, of course, of founder Harvey uh, Gibson. And then he was also one of the founders of the Professional Ski Instructors of America in 1961 and served on the board until 1972. And perhaps the most fun fact of all, the base area pub, Zips, is named after him. Question number four. A bronze plaque set within a tall rock recognizing another important person to the ski area can be found mid-mountain. On what trail is the plaque located? A, Upper Tommy's Trail. B, Gibson Shoots. C, Jimmy's Run. Or D, Schneider, actually, or E, Zip Trail. The trail would be Jimmy's Run, C. Yes, it connects Artis Falls to the South Slope. And it is named after Jimmy Mercerview, who devoted 40 years to Cranmore, beginning in 1969. He retired in 2009. The plaque reads, He's a, he was a pioneer in snowmaking, grooming, and sustainable environmental practices. He was also former director of operations. And he went to Salt Lake City in 2002 for the Olympics as a member of the grooming team. The plaque was unveiled in 2017, the year after he passed. Question number five. To commemorate the ski area's 80th anniversary, what iconic ski area object was restored and unveiled? That would be the ski mobile lift, or the car, I should say, of the lift. Yes, the infamous Ski-Mobile that ran from December 1938 until the 1987-88 season, uh, after which it sat dormant for a year and eventually was dismantled by ownership in 1990. Yeah, the Ski-Mobile lift, which I recommended you take a look at some old footage of uh, with a simple internet search. Yeah, it took something like 26 minutes to get to the top, according to one uh, interview. Uh, Its colorful red and green cars were sold or donated in the 1990s to collectors and uh, a few public spaces. The wooden tracks were recycled for use as bleachers in the former Cranmore Tennis Stadium, which unfortunately was demolished in 2010, uh, to make way for the Cranmore Adventure Park's tubing hill. A restored green ski mobile car can now be seen outside Zip's pub at the base area, with two cars situated at the former unloading station at the base in the summer months. Also, fun fact a second ski mobile was built in 1959 at the Homestead Ski Resort in Hot Springs, Virginia. Interestingly, Morton never got any royalties from that since the lift featured enough of a change in design to make the ski mobile patent non-applicable. Question number six. Not bronze, but animal artwork signage can be found on Beginner's Luck Green Circle Trail. What is the significance? A, it's a meetup spot for the ski school. B, it's a meetup spot for the mountain tour. C, it's artwork from a local artist competition, or D, it's artwork from a kids artist competition, or E, none of the above. The answer, well, we're gonna say E for now, because I actually don't know the answer, and either does Cranmore Mountain. Yeah, at the time of uh, this recording. I have made contact with them and they are looking into it, but no one on staff currently knows why there's artwork of a husky dog, I think a bear, and a wolf along in the, along the trail in the woods. But uh, we will certainly post the information once it is obtained on Twitter uh, or in the next episode. So we're gonna come back to that one. A bit of a trick question. I was hoping to have the answer by this recording, but We still don't have it, and the show must go on. Question number seven. Cranmore, like many ski areas, uses directional names for many ski trail names. What direction is not among them? A, north, B, south, C, east, or D, west? That would be D, west. Yeah, ironically, the mountain has a west-facing exposure, but. No trail names are named West something. There are there's a North North Conway and North Slope. There's South Slope and there's East Slope. So there you go. <laughs> Question number eight: How many chairlifts does Cranmore have? A seven, B eight, C nine, or D all of the above? Yeah. This was mentioned in the intro doing the mountain profile. I put the lift on hold, wind hold reference, because three different sources had three different answers. As you may guess where this is going, the sources had seven, eight, or nine listed as the number of lifts at Cranmore Mountain. So the answer to this trivia question is D, all the above. Um, So, yeah. So Cranmore Magazine, the 2020-21 last season edition has lists seven lifts. The Cranmore First Timers Guide, currently on the website, lists eight active lifts. And Ski New Hampshire's website says there's nine active lifts. Now, I'm not placing blame here or anything. This type of information does tend to change as lifts are added, as they're taken offline, as they may not be running for a part of the season. I just thought it was funny because uh, my attention to detail when I do these trivia questions is uh, pretty locked in and I did notice that discrepancy. So, uh, but hey, you know what? It really doesn't matter. They're gonna get you up the mountain just fine when you go there. Question number nine. The 10-week Mountain Meisters Wednesday race series has been a staple of Cranmore's cultural fabric since it first premiered in 1972, 50 years ago, What was the race originally called? A, carve the cord, B, local yokel, C, peak plunge, or D, powder hound hunt. While I would love for it to be D, it is B, local yokel. Yeah, the races occur on the alley ski trail. Some 450 racers and 30 plus teams pay to participate under the pay to play program, with those proceeds going to support local nonprofits. Love, love, love this. Since introducing this fundraising aspect during the 2017-2018 season, Meisters has averaged $5,000 in donations annually. That is a great program and um, glad it brought a little bit of attention to it. Question number 10. Each year in February, Cranmore Place hosts host to more than 100 local veterans, service members, and their families for a day of skiing, snowboarding, and tubing. The event, in partnership with the nonprofit Homebase, is free of charge and includes lift tickets, rentals, and lessons. Private Gatsby, a staple at the event, has become the event mascot. Who is Private Gatsby? A. A dog. B. A horse. C. A robot or D, a person. That would be A, a five-year-old yellow lab retriever mix who works at the behavioral health facility. And finally, question number 11. What animal is Cranmore's logo? A, a bear, B, an eagle, C, a penguin, or D, a rabbit? The answer is C, a penguin. Yeah. It's Seymour, get it? Seymour, Cranmore, C-More. Yeah, Cranmore's beloved penguin mascot. Can be spotted at the signature event, Cranapalooza, which happens every Saturday in season with a DJ dance party, $1 s'mores. Uh, Seymour, the mascot, making his rounds, dancing with the kids while uh, their parents or guardians are at the bar. While I'm paraphrasing, that's pretty much what I read in the event description. There's also a Seymour double chair on the mountain, as well as, it should be noted, the Penguin Express is a sled pulled by a snowmobile that takes youngsters up the bunny hill to uh, learn how to ski. So lots of penguin love at Cranmore Mountain. All right, that's it. Thank you for playing, how'd you do? 11 out of 11, one for 11, it doesn't really matter. We're just here to have fun and maybe learn a couple things that will get you to check out the ski area. But big news, new for 2022, I put together an episode specific bonus game. In this instance, a Cranmore Mountain themed crossword puzzle. Yes. In my head, I'm thinking, and the crowd goes wild, but I know that's definitely not the case. Um, (laughs) You can find it on Twitter. I will drop it after every episode, but I think new for 22, I'm gonna make one for each ski area I review. So if you like crossword puzzles, you like the episode trivia questions, you're gonna do quite well. A special thanks to Crossword Lab, that's providing the service and the game free of charge was actually a university of Washington graduate students thesis, putting together the algorithm that lets you create custom crossword puzzles. While bare bones in appearance, it works just as well as the New York times daily crossword puzzles, the mini it'll give you green, uh, colored font if your answer is correct, red if it's incorrect kind of thing. If you need the answer key, email me at trivia at gmail.com and I will send you the answers. Enjoy! It's four o'clock. Time to catch the last chair. Sources for today's episode are Cranmore Mountain, New England Ski Journal, New England Ski History, the Conway Daily Sun, and powder magazine thank you for listening have a question comment or correction email me at powderhoundskitrivia at gmail.com you can also follow me on twitter at Ski. you can certainly subscribe to the podcast at apple podcast google podcast manager verbal spotify and stitcher just type powderhounds podcast until next time See you on the slopes, powder hounds.